Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of the women. That is good. That is good. Flying Monkeys Wargaming, where for gaming was easy, it'd be your mom. We recorded this episode live Tuesday, uh, I think the 13th would have been the day, or the 14th. God dang, 15th. Man, I'm horrible with dates this week. But regardless of what date it was, we recorded live on Facebook. So if you want to join us next week, uh, we're trying for 8 p.m. Central Time. Uh, we had people from all over. We had some Canada folks jump in. We had... Uh, Australia jump in so we appreciate you guys for coming by and we had a good episode so in response to the episode where we talk about a lot of stuff we get into the uh, the 40k game changers uh, we actually got a response for 40k game changers so I'm gonna dig into that our next uh, our next live uh, event which will be this coming Tuesday at 8 o'clock so if you want to tune in and uh, check us out on Facebook you can interact with us as we're recording and uh, have video of all of our ugly faces up there so you can see who's talking and who's saying what. Uh, it was a pretty good experience. I'm going to keep trying to do it because now that I got tech nailed down, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. So without all the rambling, let's uh, get into the episode. And I uh, hope you guys understand it was recorded live. And that's why some of the interaction you hear on there was was at that. And hope that we see you record Tuesday. And uh, also check out the Patreon, Flying Monkeys Wargaming on Patreon, and uh, tickets for Flying Monkey Con are on sale now at www.flyingmonkeycon.com. Thanks, guys and gals and folks and whoever else is listening. Computer. Try and stream it tonight and see what happens. Oh, it's acting like it's doing the thing. It should be doing the thing, man. Probably shock the shit out of people with they go live on Facebook for once. Alright, Ben, check in your sound. Checking my sound. Sean. Checking my sound. Tim. Checking my sound. Scott. Checking my sound. <laughs> should be good to go with it, so. Oh, shit. All right, here we go. Now. Let's see here. Go live. Why is it doing it? I might be too... I might be... Uh, I haven't have too many chromosomes to do this. <laughs> oh! So you hit go live and then you do. <laughs> so this is my last episode of the podcast. <laughs> All right. Let's go live. All right. There we go. Oh, I got to click the button, huh? That helps, right? Where are you live at? Your mom's. Oh, okay. Should be on Facebook. I don't know. You should be able to pull it up. Well, which page? Your page? Flying Monkey? The page. Flying Monkey page. Okay. Why would I do it on my page? I don't know. I got future idols on there, man. I got to fucking watch it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, right. Yeah. Dude, all right. Yeah, all right. The, the recent this. post. 
don't really support that. Bro, I uh, <laughs> I post some stuff sometimes, and uh, Laura's dad will ask her about it. You know, this dude's in his late 70s. So she's like, I don't know. You'll just have to ask Brian. So there's... Hey, we already got viewers, man. So... Look at that. All right, guys. We're going to try this. Uh, see if uh, technology's doing this thing. The Flying Monkeys Wargaming Podcast, where Wargaming was easy. It'd be your mom. And uh, got the crew all here. Uh, the Salt King should be coming in later. <laughs> so uh, await, await, the, await the return of the king. Uh, since we're, we've been talking about Lord of the Cockrings in here. Uh, tonight, Advanced Warfare. Uh, ben Sherwin, what's happening, Ben? What up? Uh, sexiest Thighs and Warhammer 40K. Sean Dilly. What's going what's on, up, man? What's up, guys? And uh, Tim. Uh, ask me about my Tesla Royers. What's happening? Ask me about my Tesla. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> one of the coolest cats in fucking 40k, Scott Sasser. What's happening, man? How's it going, everyone tonight? Good. All right. Oh, someone said uh, keen for the salt. Got someone. Hey, someone in Australia. What's happening, man? Hey. So, I want, what time is it in Australia? Is it, how's the future, dude? Is it good? <laughs> so, stocks are down. Yeah, Sell, stocks are down. Shit. <laughs> so uh tonight, man, like uh you know, we did, we could talk a little bit about uh, the Tau dominance from last weekend. Uh custodies are good. I don't think anybody's surprised by that. Uh let's let's kind of do a meta thing and talk about the meta a little bit. What did you guys think about the events from this weekend and what happened? I they want you to actually play against Tau. I played a couple games against Tau. It's impressive. <laughs> unfun it's quick games though yeah so I've, you know i've been able to get a, multiple games in with them yeah and I played, to them quickly i went to an rtt and uh, i did the thing that i always say i'm not going to do and i took my space rules <laughs> <laughs> and uh and, I, and there was like three guys playing towel there and uh, i was like man i'm not gonna i said i hope i dodge them and then round one guess what i get to play get to play towel so it's you know, I made it a game. It was like 93 to 77. So I was like a respectable loss. But do them guys, uh, it's like they took an army that was not interactive and managed to find a way to make it more non-interactive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was like it, it was like they can give you negatives to charge. That you know, they can uh, you know, everything has fly keywords, so it can fall back and do all this goofy shit, and you can't pin it down in combat and and then uh, let's sprinkle in a bunch of indirect fire for good measure. And sprinkle, yeah, yeah. sprinkle <laughs> is not the correct word. It's, it's a light word there to describe yeah. what they can do. So this this thing we had to make in you know interactive is definitely not interactive at all. It's uh, it, it's just non interactive in a very different way. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, but they have to play the mission. It's like, yeah, they can play the mission turns three, four, and five when you're dead. Like that's that's all that has to happen. Like they. They board wipe you, and then uh, and then they go score the points they need to win the game. So, uh, and then what was funny was watching the Tau versus Tau matchups, though, because you know they wanted to go first. Like whoever went first was going to win that game, and that's absolutely what happened. We had like a ninety something to a twenty something that was a Tau versus Tau matchup, and uh, basically they just torched the other Tau player off the off the planet. So, um, I wanted Tau to get a good book so the Tau players could be happy. But uh, 
I'm just hoping that our uh, our, think, craft, our craft world's overlords show up soon. I, I think there's a Matrix meme that goes along with that. You know, when she's like, "Not like this." <laughs> yes, <right. laughs> it's true. What this tells me is you you chose your words very poorly when you made that wish, Bam. Mm. Like, <laughs> yeah, as a, as, like the genie always bites you in the ass if you don't say it exactly right. You know, it's like. Yeah. I, I wish they would. I hope that like next time around they give the Space Wolves book to the person who wrote the Tau book. That's that's all I ask. So maybe it's because we've we haven't seen the Elder Codex yet. This Tau seems so oppressive. So maybe they're going to be cool for like you know <laughs> a, half a month, and then Elder's yeah, like, okay, yeah, now yeah. it's now flash, it's really flash forward bad. to uh, <laughs> next month's episode when we're like, man, do you guys remember when Tau were the problem? Yes. Like, nah, those were the days. <laughs> yeah. yeah, at least they can't. At least they don't have psychic powers. You can't smite. Oh man, yeah. But even that though, it's like you're gonna like those suits. Some of the suits have what eight wounds. You know, yeah, yeah. The broadsides broad have yeah. Broadsides yeah. get eight wounds. Like you're not gonna. They're smite cheap too, them. aren't they? Yeah. And Kool Aid Man through every wall yeah. they want to. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, I don't know what the I definitely need to hopefully that. When do we do the data, the data sheet balance bullshit or whatever? When's that supposed to come? Well, it just it just dropped, so we're we're three months out, right? Okay. So I, I can do this. I can do this. I'm gonna hype myself up. I can I can make it. <laughs> so three months. Three months. Three months. Three months. So. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So I don't know. I they're good. They're really good, but they're just. It's the same problem as it is before. It's like it just feels like it feels like your opponent's not playing 40k and you're trying to play 40k while they're doing something else. And and wait, I just, you mean you don't like being able to see their commanders, but then not the bodyguards that yes. are shielding them? <laughs> but then the bodyguards that are shielding them are using ignoring LOS shots so they can kill you when you can't touch them. That doesn't bother you at all. Oh man, yeah, body shot or uh, bodyguarding long straight too. That sounds awesome. I should almost have back shots there. <laughs> <laughs> got a bodyguard, damn. <laughs> hey, we got Canada tonight too, man. We got a uh, Canada, got Australia, got got uh, Scott up in the frozen north, and uh, there's there's Jay Z teats. So, Templar, bro. Yes. Actually, you know, ironically, is that the Templar are actually pretty good into Tau, considering that they just melt the other Marines to dead. Mm -hmm. The Templar actually stands somewhat of a chance because they're so durable and they have a trap strat, which now affects all the suits. Yeah, mm -hmm. which is good. But except for the suits can shoot you in combat, so it's like I got you, and he's yeah. like, "Good, <laughs> but do you?" <laughs> Finger guns. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. It's uh, I was I was kind of glad custodies were good. You know, I, I I like custodies as an army, and uh, I think custodies playing the Tau okay, but it's it's tricky. Yeah. It is glaringly obvious that they play tested the Tau versus the custodes when they yeah. did the custodes points drop because they're like, well, these guys are getting crushed. We got to do something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, and the custodies were good at the old points. You know, now the new points they're uh, they're spectacular. So yeah, yeah. Hey, we we got viewers tonight. So if you guys are viewing, uh, go ahead and comment, man. We'll try and address it live. Uh, <sighs> I think I finally have technology lined out to where we can do the Facebook live without my my computer crap in the bed. So 
I think the big problem about Tao is like they set him up where it's like, okay, we got a good balance here. You have to get real close if you want the good AP, you know, the plus one strength. You can take your, you know, separate steps. I don't think they did the math on the Tau Flamer. The Tau Flamer is ridiculously yeah. effective. Yeah. yeah. Ridiculously yeah. effective. Hey, so, what's I mean, happening? Just, I, they just need to dial back or maybe increase the points for it. Uh, the thing that made me laugh the most is when you buy the different weapons for the different suits, they get more and more expensive. But when you look at the math behind it, it's like 150 point squad does 96 flamer shots that have a base of two to them. It's 96 yeah. plus, plus two uh, plus, plus six. Someone no, writing plus that. Six. Uh, someone writing oh, that profile, profile was like, "That's not enough. They need like a plus." <laughs> like, it's three D three or three D six plus six per suit. So. It's a minimum 18 shots for the squad, and it's 96 on top of that. Yeah. And if you do the coordinated assault with it, you're plus one AP. If you have another guy shoot with it, look, I'm going to have my ethereal with a pistol shoot at you, and then this guy's going to melt your face off. Yeah, dude. I was yeah. I, I did play against Tau with Gladiator. I spammed six Gladiator tanks from Black Templar because I'm crazy like that. I did end up winning, <laughs> but literally one three-man Sioux squad picked up a Gladiator, and I'm like, what? So I mean, top flamers are really good. Uh, yeah, I uh, I don't know. I was I ran my spatials list, which most of you guys have seen. Scott's played against a version of it. Tim's played against a version of it. But I brought in my melt to drop pod, you know, thinking like, okay, I'm gonna get them broadsides because he left the hole in his back deployment. And uh, I shot all the melts at that the broadsides, and uh, I double shot the guy hitting on twos into the broadsides. And uh, managed to kill two, so <laughs> I was like, "Well, cool. I guess I'll go f myself now." And, <laughs> and just, just no. I just, I just was gonna yeah. sit down. Let me shoot. Then I'll just pick it right back up and put it. Yeah, up and, and then, put it back over here. And then, uh, oh, was it uh, the railgun broadsides? He had some of them too. And uh, I brought eradicators in and and shot all three of the eradicators into the uh, railgun broadsides and uh, managed to not kill one. So that was kind of cool too, and it's it's, it's going to be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see how the well, it's going to take some adjustment, right? Because yeah. they have the mixture of the shield drones and the suits now in there. So maybe because I don't know if a lot of people know this, but when you start taking wounds on something, you can't just like if you take nothing, you can't switch. Right. You still have to go on the same guy. So maybe trick them to, oh, I'm going to take this small fire onto my suit, and they're like, okay, now I'm going to hit you with the eradicators and kill one of your guy, big guys. I don't know. Yeah, real quick, uh, salty Astartes says uh, thoughts on crew worth uh, wall close combat option now. Um, I think so, uh, Ben. If you've gotten to play with them any, but they're they're opsec strength four. They actually have AP. Uh, they're pretty I mean, cheap. you can get a crew squad up to like 96 attacks or something like yeah. that. I mean, yeah. they, they got some viable options. And there's a six-inch uh, six heroic intervention I think you can do with them. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, there are 10, 10 inch, you know, you know, uh, 10, 10 moons that can move seven inches, right? They move seven. Yeah. And they scout moves. So I think that's a worthwhile investment just to have a couple units of 10. I'm, I don't think the crew are bad. I think that no. I, I think you can build a lot of crew and then run yeah. them as the. Uh, the sept where you can get the, the actual bonus to them for the sept. Uh, it's specific yeah, to auxiliary. Crude aren't bad. It's just we're not talking about them because there's just better options in the book. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like, you're not crazy if you're looking at crude. It's just there's other things that are even, I don't know, even more like, ideal in my opinion. Yeah. 
Yeah. Dale Sumner said thoughts on the latest 40K game, game changers. Oh, we're going to get to that, Dale. Uh, podcast with TJ. Uh, we're definitely going to get to that. And then Sam is trolling me because of my comment about Space Wolves players. He said, hell and glory to the route. Brother. Brother. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, well, Tower Good, if you guys haven't figured it out, I don't think you need to listen to this podcast to know. Um, if you no. uh, if you have the interwebs and you have a smartphone and you hit the 40K sites. If you I, have somebody bodyguarding long strike, it's legit right now, but you should slap <laughs> them across the face because yeah. that's totally not intended. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or pick up their long strike and just yeet it. And uh, I'll yellow card you. You haven't violated a rule, but you're a poor sport. So I'm going to yellow. Nah, card just eat the yeah. eat the bodyguards, then just shoot them. Uh, <laughs> I meant like physically, like pick them off the table and and eat them. So <laughs> yeah, so uh, Dell brought this up. This is kind of what we're going to talk about tonight. Was uh, we're going to get into it a little bit. Uh, all of us here are tos of events or tos of ran events, and. You know, we've dealt with issues where we dealt with players, and I think there's different levels and different, uh, I guess, different shades of gray in regards to shitheads. And, you know, some of them are accidental shitheads, some of them are intentional, and some of them are just downright cheaters. And I think, you know, in, in broaching the subject, I think a lot of things go into play before a guy gets to like that full blown cheater stage. And, you know, sometimes, you know, guys have reputation kind of follows them around and then they get caught red handed. And that's, uh, you know, that's when they basically everyone knows, knows they are what they are. And I'm going to give my two cents to start and I want to see what you guys think real quick. But on the, the 40K Game Changers episode, you know, they they made a they made this little teaser video about it and basically tried to get indignant. And tell me that I can't have an opinion about cheating until I've listened to the episode. And I'm like, first off, I'm not going to give you the download. You know, second off, no, I can absolutely have an opinion on this. I don't care what boohoo story someone has to say, you know, and if you're cheating, you're cheating. That's it. I'm sorry you got caught cheating, bro. Like you got to live with the consequences of it. And then to post the dude's Patreon and like monetize his boohoo tour you know, kind of just reeks of poor taste. And, and I, there's a lot of guys in this game. I like, there's a lot of guys from different places. I disagree with that. I still like, um, this is one of those that I'm just not going to agree with because, you know, TJ got caught cheating after he got caught cheating. You know, he said he was going to take a break from the game. I actually issued a good apology. I will give him thumbs up and say that he issued. Yeah, his initial apology, apology was very his it was apology, the best one I had seen. Out of all the guys who got busted cheating, I think TJ actually did the legit thing and said, I'm sorry for what I did. He said it in a, in a, in a classy way. And so, like, I'll give him the thumbs up for that. The thing he did not do, which they claim he did, was take the break for 40K. No. You know, I, I have guys that miss more league nights you know, then he did take a break from 40 K that are still active players. You know, he took basically two or three weeks off. And then next thing you know, he's at a tournament playing chaos again. And he starts up his new Patreon. Right. Because if you guys remember right, he was working with art of war and got bounced for it. So, you know, don't, don't, don't rub it in my face and tell me that like, you know, someone, someone's paid their dues or someone, you know, deserves a path to redemption when, you know, first off, it's still recent. Second, they didn't do what they said and taking the break, you know, and third, 
you know, redemption, it's a path. It's not just, I went on this podcast and gave my sob story. So now all is forgiven. I need to go about my life. You know, I think, I think the road back is longer than that. And that's kind of where I'm at with it. At the end of the day, it felt, uh, it felt insulting to my intelligence. It felt rude the way it was put out there. And then like to throw the Patreon link on there as well. It's like, now you're trying to monetize his boohoo story and get like sympathy bucks out of people. You know, it's like, he shouldn't have done what he did. And I'm glad he apologized for what he did, but that doesn't mean that like the next day we need to let him back at the table doing the same shit. Like there's, there's a longer path than what they're trying to portray here. Well, and, and to me, the fundamental issue is because then I forget who that guy was, but there was a guy that made this huge rant on one of the competitive 40K Facebook groups about, you know, you got to be able to like move on at some point, which is true, right? Fundamentally, at some point, you got to move on. But the issue that I have with, um, again, not initially with TJ, but then how he ended up playing the rest of the season was there's no accountability, Right. Like there's no and there there's yeah. no group in 40K that I mean, yeah, he didn't get to score ITC points, but he was podiuming at events. Right. He was in contention to win the LVO. I mean, that was my whole joke. The whole LVO weekend was I was rooting for TJ to win because I wanted to I wanted to make shirts that said first at LVO last in ITC, you know, just to watch the world burn. But I was, you know, but in reality, it was it was really <laughs> frustrating to me that he was permitted to play at the flagship event when he wasn't even allowed to generate points for that season, you know, and um, who is it? Who just won over in the UK this weekend? Alex Harrison, right? Did he yeah. win? Yeah. Same thing. People are like, why are people still dogging on Alex Harrison for what happened a couple of years ago? Because there was never any accountability for it. Right. I'm more than willing to move past and give people a second chance. If they're, it, if they're held to what they did, which they never are. Uh, and yeah, I, I'm with you. Bam, the, the twist of the knife was the fact that not only was there this condescend, I, I won't listen to the podcast because I don't want to generate the traffic, but just going off of how they even tried to describe it in their post, the fact the twist of the knife was the fact that then they were like, hey, we're going to peddle his Patreon too. So not only are we going to have, and when, when, I mean, look at who's making comments. You have some, some pretty negative people who used to be involved in the 40K community all of a sudden jumping out and they're like, this was wonderful. What an awesome Josh to fucking to- Dirt, man. <laughs> <laughs> if Josh Dirt is defending you, bro, you're wrong. You're wrong. Right. But yeah, that's my fundamental problem is, I mean, and look at it with, and I, I forget the guy's name. There was an Age of Sigmar guy who won an event and his army was overcosted. And not only did that dude forfeit the win, he, he straight up, was like I'm out. Like he, he, he. It was completely benign. Unlike TJ, TJ was intentionally cheating. This guy's mistake was benign, but it still helped him get the tournament win. And he recused himself, which is why no one talks about it anymore because it was handled appropriately. And and again, that's the other thing that I'm really upset about with guys like TJ is as much as I felt his initial apology was genuine. Read the description of this podcast. Now it's now it's trying to frame it as like, oh, it wasn't as bad as it seemed. What I liked about his initial apology was he took full ownership of the fact that he was because for those of you that didn't watch the videos, the dude was straight lying about what his dice rolls were, right? It wasn't like he was being fuzzy on rules, or it wasn't like you know he was using a strat inappropriately. I mean, he was just straight up like that's a six when it was a two. Like what did he say? Oh, that's a mistake, right? Yeah, that's what he like, said. Oh, I made a mistake. Oh, like, you're, so, tired. you're so sleepy. You can't tell how many pips are facing up right now. Like, bro, then don't hey. play 40 K. 
sleep. I've seen Ben play sleepy hair all out like this, <laughs> like, like barely standing. That motherfucker could still well, tell the difference between the six no, let, and the two. Well, yeah, let's but, but let's no, but let's talk about that, right? Because like in Ben's shadow round, Ben made a pretty big mistake, but yep. everybody knew it was a mistake because he was legitimately tired, and they resolved it at the table, right? Which is which is what should happen. The fundamental problem in our community is. We don't resolve things at the table or at the tournament like we should. And then it and then it turns into just, you know, social media pitchfork mob because people are frustrated because they don't feel like people are being held accountable. That's the fundamental problem. And to add on to that a little bit, too, you know, I, I made a mistake with my stratagem. And you know what? Uh, my opponent did, too. But his oh, just yeah. wasn't caught. Um, so, I mean, obviously, there's you know, gives and takes because you can't always catch everything. But the important thing is that it's, you know, rectified appropriately. If I had won and that was never caught, I probably would have conceded. I would have been like, I didn't mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. win that because we don't know what would have happened with those extra bikes in my backfield, which probably could have won them in the game. And honestly, I think that they did because I was never able to peel them off my backside. But the thing that bothers me about this, this these characters out there, and I don't care what anybody will tell me, um, the the path to redemption. If you take a, a psychologically twisting way to get yourself back in there by earning people back by saying, "Oh, I was just tired" and all that stuff, you're going back to that same ma- manipulative way of acting that got you in trouble in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, lying and cheating go hand in hand, and then manipulation is right there with it. So, you know, using the people's psychology against them. You know, it's not really not cool. Like, that's what a lot of people do is they come up to the table. They're nice and cheery and they're manipulating you. And, you know, they're being dishonest with you because they come off as nice and cheery. And you've seen this out of people. And that's a shit. Um, that's that's a whole act. Just as much an act. It's an yeah, act. Absolutely. Exactly. So, you know, the, this the fact that this guy amplified that predatory fucking ideology that tj has and i don't care if tj comes back at me and says look man i'm trying my best look dude you're wearing a body camera now and i get it but whatever like you got caught and now you're trying to go on this redemption tour and now you're trying to manipulate people again so i'm gonna get it right back to you like just own up to it say i cheated and i need to do better and you need to have x amount of clean games before the community is going to forgive you and that is not determined yet oh and you don't get to determine it's not you it's us so back off real quick and this is someone brought this up in the chat so i'm going to jump in here uh death threats dude anytime someone throws out that they got death threats i immediately discount their bullshit story immediately like like show me the show me the time stamp and dates of your fucking death threats and the screen Mm -hmm. capture don't don't come out here and be like oh i got death threats you know forgive me for my stupid shit you know, didn't nobody give you any death threats, man. Get the fuck out of here. Right. I don't buy that. Let me read a couple comments before we get on. I want to hear what Scott has to say here. But uh, let's see. Someone said there's no forgiveness without true accountability, which is accurate. Mm-hmm. So real quick on that point, like Ben said something about an apology. My problem with it now is the good apology that he made doesn't mean shit now because of the things that were said on the podcast 100 and then it's like at the end of it like hey check out my patreon you know done dude like done so well and that's and the other thing that i did his apology was the one of the fundamental things that impressed me about his initial apology was him saying i'm gonna take a step back for a while because that's the right thing to do and so 
it lost credibility for me when he showed up less than a month later to an event. I mean, take take the season off, paint your armies, build your stuff. You know, you can stay in touch with the game, but take the season off because, like, I was going through my Facebook memories uh, this morning. Like, if it's a year away, people forget, right? Like, if he had if he had back if he had stayed away for a while, this all would have gone away. But his insistence on returning and now this like redemption tour he's trying to do. Returning, he never left, Tim. He took like right. three weeks off, man. Right. Yep. <laughs> like oh no, that's my point. That's hundred percent my point. It's like I, I think I more than three weeks between GTs. You know, it's uh, sorry, guys. I, 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 I think that personally, I think if you if you do get caught that way, I, I personally don't think you necessarily need to take time off. I think you need to do get back out there and just keep proving that if, if, if that is who you're trying to be, you know, a better person, you should keep playing and, and prove to people. Like you said, at, at however many games the community dubs is cool for me to come back and play. That's as many as I'm going to play. And I'm going to keep proving every game after that. If, if it was me personally, but I don't see why we need to be like, Oh, look at this guy. He's doing the right thing. Everybody like, why, <laughs> why does it matter? You're, you're, you're playing the game, how everybody else is playing. Good for you, dude. And I don't see why any yep. praise or like I get that he probably caught a lot of flack in it, and it has to be hard uh for anybody that has to go through that. I mean, no doubt they deserve it, but it still has got to be tough. But in the end, you're trying to do the right thing. There's no reason anybody should even bring your name up in that regards of like, oh, he's doing the right thing. I'm glad he's doing the right thing, but like we're all doing the right thing. Each one of us, five games, six games during a GT. Every other weekend, or or however many times we play a year, we're doing that every event, mm-hmm. and it's just like, man, I, I don't get it. And like, and I've seen comments like, you know, if you're not at the events he's at, you know, you know, you shouldn't have an opinion. Doesn't like, matter. Yeah, doesn't fucking matter. Regardless, the last two majors I've been at, guess who was there? He was. Mm-hmm. You know, it's. I, I don't. You know, it's it's funny how people get on the internet and like simp and white knight for the shit. And it pisses me off. You know, would he have active judges at his tables at all? Like that's the, like first thing. Like if I if you're a known cheater, I'm like, all right, I want to judge at this table, basically. Like, uh, and how about the fact that he picked up GSC for LVO? Like, ooh, you don't know what I really do. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then like a body cam, a body cam catches what the other person's doing. It doesn't catch what you're doing. You know, don't. I wore body cam for fucking 16, 17 years. You know. You didn't see what I was writing down or what I was saying or thinking or my face. You know, it was like you saw what the person in front of me was doing. So it's, it's I, I don't know, man. I, I I think that's what makes me so mad about this is like, I, I remember whenever he made that apology, my honest opinion at first was, oh, Walt Bakes says he only simps for me. I love you, Walt. You're awesome. Uh, when that apology came out, you know, like I was like, man, that dude actually made a good apology. Mm-hmm. Like I was willing to think like, okay, this guy's going to show us, you know, that he's there's, there's a path of redemption. There's a way to do this. And then like three weeks later, he's at an event already. And I'm like, well, that's kind of not what he said, you know? And then it kind of went around. I've seen him at, you know, the GW events, then see him at a LVO. And I'm like, okay, well, he's out doing the thing and he's got a body camera on, not a big deal. And then like, there's this announcement for a podcast and like the guy gives a, a teaser video and basically like tells me that I can't have an opinion until I listen to his podcast. And I'm like, the fuck I can't like, you know, who are you, you know? And then 
like you know that you know he's misunderstood and that we need to listen to his side of the story i'm like what's his side like you know a, a two isn't a six and a six isn't a two yeah <laughs> you know what's what's the other side of that story you know there is no other side of that either you lied about it or you didn't lie about it there's no halfway in between i don't care i mean he was he was literally the that like they caught you in 4k yeah right? it's like, like, it was like super high definition i don't care if your life was a country song at the time you know your dog died your old lady left you or whatever you know that dice you still lied about the result you know there's no other side to that story you know yeah. it's i don't care what your motivation was you did the wrong thing you know it's well, like don't. And, and here's the other thing um and again a bunch of us in this in this chat are TOs. But another thing that bothers me that we need to get better about is TOs is actually holding people accountable. <laughs> Speaking of also, which, Buck Temple just said my favorite FMSC memory is Bam having the dad talk with that dude in the hall. You know who that dude in the hall was? It was Justin Lois after I threw his ass out of monkey. Yep. So, <laughs> yep. anyways, go well, ahead. Because <laughs> there, there's, two, there's two fundamental things and that we... We, we blend two fundamental problems together in 40K, which is there are mistakes and there's cheating. Both of them can potentially give you a win that shouldn't and should be punished, right? So like if I make a mistake on a strat and I use it incorrectly and, it, and I win the game because of it, like Ben was saying, I should concede the game at that point because I used the rules incorrectly to get a win. There was no malice to it, but I should still be held accountable. Same thing like in professional sports. It doesn't matter if you were intending to hold or not, they're still going to throw the flag on you and they're still going to penalize you because it shouldn't have happened. But my point is we don't even have people willing to do that, right? I've, I've been in tournaments and had conversations and helped at other events and I'll say, Hey, I need to card this guy. And they'll say, ah, I don't want to do that. It's going to draw too much attention. I don't want to cause, you know, problems with actually carding. And so one of the things I think we all need to get better on as TOs is actually holding people accountable when they see stuff happen in their events. And players need to do a better job about it too. I'm guilty of it as well as several people on the Zoom right now of coming up to the TO or to the judge after the game and describing all of the shady stuff that happened in your game. Call a judge mm -hmm. during a game because if you don't, all you're doing is enabling because I've, I've, I've TO'd majors long enough, right? Bug Eaters in its 12th year where I've had people come back after taking a few years off and they've had problems with their play. And you know what? For the vast majority of them, they're grown adults and they're done changing. So I've been burned a couple of times from like, oh, they seem better. They seem better. And then like round two <laughs> or three, catch them doing the same old stuff. That What they've done is they've just learned how to put on a better face. So that way you're not as willing to pull the trigger on it and actually hold them accountable. Listen, Tim, Josh Dirth wore a suit the next year. <laughs> I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Be hot as fuck. You can look pretty all you want. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I would just, just wear a suit, man. Like my jersey's paper thin, and I fill that bitch with sweat. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, no, and that's the thing. Is like I think one thing to do to clear the air on is like I think there's a huge difference between making a mistake and cheating. You know, yep. it's it's like making making a mistake. I can give someone the benefit of the doubt on reading a rule wrong, reading a strat wrong, having an interaction out of sequence, you know, forgetting to do something. But a two is a two and a six is a six. Right. It, it's like that's how do you give someone the benefit of the doubt on that? Like, oh, my, I didn't see my eye doctor this week and I had the wrong pair of glasses on, you know, and I got these new shiny dice and the reflection threw me off. You know, it's, it's like, what? Ugh. Dan, you're awfully quiet, man. No. Got some sodium to throw out there today. 
No, I mean, I just what you're saying right now is like, uh, look at what Alex Harrison was getting lit up on the internet this weekend because because of the way he the way he cheated. You know, it wasn't a mistake; it was blatant cheating. Right. TJ's TJ's the same way. Yep. There, there is not that's not a mistake; it's blatant cheating. And we use use Ben at LVO. Like Ben had a mistake. The vast majority of people realize it's a mistake, and it's not even not even it was barely brought up on on Reddit. You know, because everyone. Common sense says, yeah, stuff like that happens. Stuff like what TJ did and what you know Alex Harrison did. That those are that's practiced behavior that you just 100%. got sloppy on and got caught. So and you don't use Reddit for Warhammer. The only thing I look at there is titty drops. <laughs> the best titty Tuesday, titty baby. R slash titty drops is the best part of Reddit. I don't care what you say, but. <laughs> We'll talk but, later, but there's a better area. Bam. Is there? Okay. Maybe with that link, Scott. Bam's about to go through down a very dark hole in Reddit. Yeah. It's not going to come out. Uh, no, I don't. I don't. No, but you, but, but Dan's 100 right. The thing that bothers me about Alex Harrison in particular, TJ, like at least pretended to be remorseful. Remember, Alex never, ever owned what he did. Right? It was always excuses. And it was, he was belligerent when people called him out on it and he still is. And so that's why, yeah, like, I mean, not that he ever have a reason to come out to Omaha, Nebraska, but you better believe that dude's never welcome at my events because yeah, he's, he, he's in just in lowest territory for me. Yeah. I just, uh, I don't know, man. I, I, you know, you guys saw the post that I made on comp 40 K just kind of joking about it, but it's like we initially when these things happen, like the, the first reaction, usually when someone gets caught cheating, is the internet just wants to string that person up and torture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 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 they're like, oh my God, I can't believe how someone to do this at Toy Soldiers, blah, blah, blah. What a piece of shit. What a da 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 da. And then everybody and their brother wants to string this person up and torture them. And then like just our memories are so short. And then like a little bit of time passes. And then all of a sudden everybody becomes pacifist. You know, and they want to forgive this person. And, you know, why are we being so hard on them? Why are we doing it? And it's like, you know, two months ago, you guys were screeching about this and mad about this. And now you're not. And then it'll happen again. And like, we repeat the cycle and everybody can't figure out why it keeps happening. It's like, well, because we keep enabling it as a community. Right. You know, if we're not going to be hard on cheaters, you know, if we're not going to suspend them, we're not going to take away their points. You know, we're not going to get them when they're doing shenanigans. They're going to turn around and do it again because they know they're going to get away from it with it. And the community is going to do nothing about it. If, if like, that's one thing I like about like John Cook of all people, God bless Texas. I'm a compliment Texas tonight, but John Cook said something about that's why like regional leagues are important, you know, because like a regional league, you think about we're all in the same region as far as being TOs from, you know, all of our areas respectively. Yeah. And we know that if we have someone that gets caught doing some sh- some shit, you know, we toss them and like they're burned in the region. Like we all know that that person's a problem and we're all going to handle it accordingly. Yeah. And, and and that's what, you know, that is our community and that is our community's reaction to people that are cheat and take advantage. And people need to understand that like it's their community to police. It's their it's their job to do it. It's not their job to sit back and wait on Reese to make some judgment, you know, or, or some other guy to, on the internet to tell them that it's okay to do it. You know, like if you don't want those guys doing that shit in your region, it's your job to fucking squash it and stop it. Yeah. Well, and especially because, and I'm going to, you know, um, 
uh, Goonhammer did their article recently where they analyzed, they did like a community survey, right? Um, and one of the takeaways that I think is, I've always felt it was true, but then they had kind of some data to show it, which is, you know, the vast majority of folks are much more casual players, right? I mean, which that play, like if you look at the ITC, the overwhelming majority of ITC players only have a single event that they log in a given season, right? And, and there's a whole lot more players that, barely even think about going to attorney, they're garage hammering, they're playing at the club, they're not going to go to, maybe they'll go to an RTT. But what Goonhammer showed, which again, I always felt was true, was even those casual players pay attention to what's going on in the competitive scene, right? And so even if you aren't attending the GTs and the majors, they're still dialed into what's going on and what the lists are, and they still know, you know, kind of what the, what the hubbub is. And it creates people know whether or not you hold people accountable in your region or not. Like that is something that does trickle down and impacts even down into individual gaming clubs. And so, yeah, like I think in our region, when uh, you know, I'll use Justin Lois, right. When, when Nate Martin came out immediately and was like, he is not welcome at show me next year. That set a tone for people, you know, like the, like that was that I had locals talking who don't ever go to events and talked about how important that was for them that, those folks are held accountable, even though they've never been to tournaments, you know, so this, this, this doesn't just impact the events we go to. It impacts the whole community, whether or not we actually handle these people well or not. Agreed. What? Did everybody else die? I said agreed. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's agreed. I thought you get followed up. So no, I'm alive. No. Yeah, I was like, I was waiting for Ben to start preaching over there. <laughs> well, I, I mean, mean, it is, it's the truth, you know, like, um, I run the Renegade. I have, you know, two, three GTs I run a year. We used to have four, but, you know, we didn't quite make it for one year. But regardless, like, when we talk about disciplining on the tabletop, you know, it's very white and black. You know, I, I tell the judges that judge for me when I'm not around, because obviously with being a chef, I can't do all those GTs and be a competitive player at the same time. So I judge the main Renegade, and then I kind of let, you know, others do that, you know, what. You got to be white and black with it. You know, if you can fix it at the table, then that's not really a card. You know what I'm saying? You can say, hey, watch it in the future. If you get caught again with this, it's going to be an immediate card, but we'll fix this now and then move on. Um, but like when you just blatant cheating involved, you know, that's it's a, it's a card. And you know what? We talk like I'll text Bam. Like, hey, Bam, card of this dude for this, you know, like a legit yeah. problem. Yep. And Bam will be like, I got that guy on my radar now. And when he goes to Monkey, he'll be like, hey, up at Renegade, you did this, and now you're doing it here. That's a red card, bud. Right. Yeah. You know? Well, and that goes back to what Dan was saying about, like, we always want to give the benefit of the doubt. People make mistakes. But there are there is a group of players who take advantage of the fact that you're going to give them the benefit of the doubt and play off things as simply being, you know, mistakes or accidents or because – they're going to take advantage of the fact that you're assessing whether or not they made a mistake or whether it was malicious based on the three hours that you're standing across the table from them. Like you don't know the full pattern of their behavior. And we've had to deal with some of those players regionally and nationally in the past year. We had a player who finally kind of caught some flack in Detroit. Right. And what was his excuse? His tummy hurt, right. That he had, you know, his stomach was bothering him. And so that's why he couldn't get his rules. Right. Because eventually that does catch up with you again. Like, he like eventually, saying, you, he, yeah, people talk, uh, right. People talk and people are going to figure out what your game is and what your, you know, I mean, that, that, that only works for so long, but again, that needs to translate to more than just internet rage points. We need to do something about it. 
a lot of that has to do though with how the competitive scene is right now at, on Warhammer. You know, it's in this very uh, this amorphous state of you know it wants to branch out and be more esporty but at the yes. same time it's still a casual game at heart because like mm -hmm. you said most of the people are casual but it is increasing in competitive size and eventually we are going to have some sort of system to deal with these but unfortunately right now we're in that time period where we have to figure it out because we're the future of this competitive sport right now if you want it to be that you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so we have to make some sort of stand on this and come up with some sort of regulation. And uh, it's unfortunate because ITC has said that they are not going to be a governing body. So that puts it back onto the TOs. And unfortunately, what that does is it creates a more need for active judges, which means it's going to increase the amount. And I don't think people realize, even at LVO, most of the judges are volunteers. You yes. know what I'm saying? They're the unpaid volunteers. So we're in the well, state where, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's fundamentally dangerous to put it on the TOs because not all TOs are created equally, right? There's no training to be a TO. There's no minimum requirements to be a TO. And being a TO doesn't even necessarily mean that you're rule savvy, right? I don't feel that I'm the best rules judge, which is why for the bug eater, I've got guys like Cookie and Dan that are going to do the judging for me. And I'm going to do the event organizing part of it, right? And so to me, that's and I get Nate Martin's the exact same way, right? He's he yep. says, I'm TO, you're judge. Yeah. Exactly yep. what he says. So yep. And but that's so to me that's problematic because as you know as Ben's talking about we're we're on the verge of being you know kind of more serious but not really if you look at more serious things there are governing groups that help make you know that make it clear how that's going to be handled and we don't have that you know and, and ITC has said they don't want to do it GW has made it very clear that although they're getting more active in the competitive scene it's only from like a support angle right that they're going to support the tos. And provide price support they're not trying to jump in and so yeah I, it's well it's going to go back to the regional it's going to go back to the regional groups and i think out of all the regional leagues candidly i think the lord marshall has done the best job of holding players accountable that step out of line i mean texas yeah. i know his band like texas band will alvarez which is great um but i don't think there's another regional conference that has banned multiple players like we have to hold them accountable for their conduct. No. Well, that's the thing. Oh, Lord Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> My thing is, though, is like there's I, I don't know why people are so afraid of it. You know, it's it's your community to protect. It's going to be what you want it to be. Right. And if you're you're scared of everybody, you know, and I maybe it's because I came from a profession where I was told for 20 years I was going to get sued every night. You know, it didn't matter what I was doing or who I was dealing with. Someone was going to sue me. And, you know, I was just like, yeah, whatever. You know, and like the, the number of times I actually got sued, you know, and so all these people are like, oh, but I don't want to get sued or I don't want this or I don't want to do that. And it's like, dude, you think really think someone's going to go out and pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars to a lawyer because you toss them from your toy soldiers tournament that yeah. they they paid sixty five dollars to go into. Like, what damages did that do to their life? You know, can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine what that would look like if right. it went to trial? Right. So you see this new book drop for the Tau, and there was this new stratagem. Hold on, I got to tell you what a stratagem is. Well, the, yeah. so, the, the <laughs> so can you imagine picking the jury for that? Like, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> do you know anything about this? No. Okay, next. Do you know anything about this? No. Mm -mm. Cool. <laughs> 
So uh, do you think we could do something like Magic has like a DCI number or something like that or, or whatever it's called to or or, be, or uh, Best Coast Pairings could implement something to where like if someone did get yellow cards, you could you could just like it's like checkboxes. You could enter in like TOs could enter in for, for, for the app during like we that. We need it. We need and it. And then literally, literally, if they sign up to another event, you have their name. You could literally see if they've gotten any check marks or, or yellow cards from previous events and you know that you got to watch these players yep. which is you know and you could you could you can make sure like if, it, if it's like an actual major infraction you maybe only keep track of like uh like i mean because all, all, all cheating would be red cards right so that, that's like you can just keep track of those even more simple but something i think we could we could come with the community or, or, or bcp maybe i don't know but problem is, is that, like that whatever body does take it on they're worried about liability behind making the decision there. You know what I'm saying? Like they're accepting that they are throwing people out of a tournament. And that's exactly what Bam was saying. Like they're afraid of getting sued. Well, are you really going to get sued over toy soldiers? If it grows to that point, it might get that way, but I see what you're saying. And I think BCP could easily do that. Yeah. You know, they have all of our emails. It could be tracked by email. And like, people are going to know when you have a fake email or something. Hey, uh, Lois, your email isn't the same anymore. I know it's you. Well, they're not going <laughs> to not use the email that's accumulating all their fucking points, right? So it's like well, I mean, it's, it's all tied together anyway. So it's like if they use a one, different one, they're not getting all their points anyway. <laughs> so the said they can't even get a bit scored. Do so you think they're going to red cards? Are going to be tracked accurately? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man, but you know. <laughs> well, but, but the other reason pipe why, dreams, right? <laughs> well, but the other reason why we need what Scott's talking about is because uh, at multiple events last this past season. I saw players get assigned a yellow card and were supposed to get a battle point deduction, but then never actually applied the battle point deduction, right? But if I, as a TO or as a judge, could just go in and say, hey, VW, you have a, a, a yellow card, that's minus 10 battle points, then it'll automatically take it off of whatever battle points you submit, and that way it prevents them from you know, trying to circumvent the yellow card that was assigned to them. Like I said, I mean, I mean, it's more accountability. I mean, we do it with the Lord Marshall Conference. So, I mean, yeah, if, if someone wanted to bad enough, they could. I just, the, all this is like, it's kind of after the fact, though. The, the thing is, is like, it really, the action needs to be taken, you know, when, when the shit goes wrong, you know, and then immediately afterwards is when, you know, all these follow up things we talk about need to be done. But I really would like to see like a standardized, you know, like, hey, this type of an offense is, because, like, like, you know, we keep going back. Scott used Magic as an example earlier. But, man, Magic is full of cheaters. You know, like, yeah. you could you can go on YouTube and, like, Google or Google. You go on YouTube and search for, you know, like, Magic players caught cheating. And, like, there'll be guys that are, like, fucking Houdini with the hands, man. Like, and they'll, they'll show and they'll be like, how did that happen? Like, some judge knew the trick. And he's like, fucking land. Yeah. <laughs> land. <laughs> yeah. Land. And uh, but like magic is full of cheaters, and they had you know at one point in time a pro tour, uh, healthy prizes and everything else, and you know it doesn't take much to get there. But I think the big first step of that is like people have to have the testicular fortitude to actually bounce people when they do shithead stuff. So I like that testicular so. fortitude. It's a great and phrase, I, and I agree <laughs> with you. I, th I think most of it does come down to the actually just the the one on one at the table. Comes yeah. across who who you who you're playing against, you know. You don't necessarily have to be the most rules savvy, but you got to be able to stick up for yourself every time you think something's like, "Hey, man, let me read that rule real quick," you know. And if you become a fast enough player, you can ask a lot of questions and just 
stop it on your time if you become fat, you know, fast enough. So, and as a judge, as a judge, I would rather a player call me to the table when the bullshit's going on. Oh yeah. As opposed to, you know, after round three and everybody's went home for the day, you know, the round two opponent pulled shenanigans on them and they're just now coming up and telling you about it. It's like, if you came and told me at the time I could have done something about it, but now you can just go do whatever you're going to do tonight because I don't care anymore. You know, but half the times, like, you know, half the times they, they lose the game or whatever, or after the game, they're talking to their buddy and their buddy says, they're like explaining what happened in the game. And the buddy's like, Oh, that's not how that works. You know? So they're, you know, yeah. a lot of those situations, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, I, I don't, some, some of them are on the player for sure, but there's some of them, you know, you can't expect your average player to know every rule for every book. Right. Sure. And that's exactly yeah. my point that we're on the cusp of having like a competitive circuit, but we still have, we're in that amorphous state where we have people competing that don't necessarily like know everything, which isn't a bad thing. Don't get me wrong. Play Warhammer. It's a fun, it's a game. It's supposed to be played that way. But as far as a competitive circuit goes, that if when that happens, that will probably go away. That feels yeah. bad. Yeah, it'll, you know, I do like one thing that was talked about at LVO was, you know, letting the TOs have access to all the rules, mm-hmm. which, which was super dope. I, I would like to see, you know, I know we've tried to get it going a couple times and then Lord Marshall, we just never finished this year. It's kind of on me because I hadn't been pushing anybody to do it, but having some bit of a, like a certified judges program. You know, whether it's just, you know, a basic test of the rules and a, and a basic test of procedures and maybe you do it annually and, you know, guys could travel to events and just judge, you know, like enough of us know each other that if I were like, hey, Ben, you know, could you come down and judge at Monkey this year? I need a I need a head judge, you know, and he was the certified guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's playing big in the fuck He's out. Playing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or like someone, dude. Scott, He's like, I'll give you sixty-five dollars. Yeah, but someone like hey. someone like Jesse who likes to come hang and knows the game, that kind of dude would be a good judge, you know. For but. sure, yeah. I think you could like you know have a simple standardized test, just like simple questions someone's going to ask at, at the book, you know, and just have like simplified responses, like, "Do you have your fucking rules? Let me <laughs> yes. see your rule book. Do you have it? Oh, then I'm just going to rule off the cusp because I don't give a shit." Yeah, I've. I'm amazed at the number of people that you go up to the table and say, let me see your rules. And they're like, yeah, uh, says, you know, it's like, yeah, it's not what I asked for. Is it? Yeah. She's like, Oh shit. This is last updated in 2020. Mm, yeah. Shit. Lately it's be like, Wapedia says, I, I didn't, ask <laughs> <laughs> didn't you ask you for Wapedia? I asked you for your rules. So, Wow, yeah, okay, yeah. In the app, so. Salty John, did you read the packet? Oh, dude, LVO. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. LVO did the most brilliant fucking thing. So I don't know if this is Adam Solis. If I don't want to give him too much credit if this was his idea, but it was a good idea. But they had a QR code sitting at the judges table. And that QR code had the, the, the event packet in it. So every time that these guys were coming up and they're like, what time's the next round start? What time's this going? What time's it? Like you just point at the, they go, well, did you read your packet? And they're like, well, I don't have the packet. Then you just point at the QR code and you're like, there's, there's your packet. Like go, go, go read your shit and come back later. So it was a, it was brilliant. I'm thinking like, man, I'm doing that for monkey this year. I'm going to put the packet in a Google drive with a link and I'm going to put the, the, the QR code right there at the table and, uh, and yep. solve like 80% of the damn questions. So it's brilliant. 
the, well, there was a lot. A lot of it was too was player place terrain, which uh, you know, yeah. player place terrain for some people was new. Um, some people were old pro with it, but there were certain rules that went with certain tables. Like uh, Dan, Dan loved those Necron tables. He was ready to play on those. They're the best. Yeah. <laughs> so, he was, but the the packet had all the information for it, and it was easy just to point to the QR code and be like, "Hey, did you read the did you read the fucking packet?" So, um, Mike Smith said Michigan G Key did that back in September. That's dope, man. I like it. I like it. I'll griff the idea. So. Um, so they were obviously first. Yeah, maybe. So Adam, maybe Adam doesn't get the credit for that. So yeah. Good. I knew he wasn't that smart. So <laughs> oh, shots fired. Uh, oh, but uh, well, guys, we kind of. Has anyone else got anything else to add? I just. Uh, I think we've beaten this horse pretty well. Yeah, and I think my stance is pretty clear on it. I, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at the end of the day, I really felt. Man, I, you know, it's, somebody's telling me, like, how weak are you that you let someone else c- control your emotions? But the, the way that video came across, man, it made me, like, super fucking salty. I was just like, you know, don't don't come on here and tell me that I can't judge or have an opinion on this. I listen to your bullshit podcast, you know, and then tell me that I need to hear his side of the story. Was this a six or two, bro? Like, yeah. <laughs> like that's, that's all I want to know. You know, I don't I don't care if it was raining that day and. You know, your girlfriend was at home with Jody while you were fucking playing 40K. Like, it's why'd you lie about the dice? You know, that's that's, that's well, it. you see, ma'am, the Aurora Borealis was 20 degrees south, farther <laughs> south that day than normal. And so, no, <laughs> that's what I mean, he, was, he was on the 40K. You know, the, the game changes. So, technically, it did change the game, yeah. you know, so for the better or worse, whatever, but. I say, I don't That's know. Stretch. It's like, you're stretching. It's, it's like when you see these <laughs> when you see these dumb news articles, and you're like, it must have been a slow news day. Like it must have been a well. And, and here's here's the honest. Yeah, that's honestly one of the biggest. Like, why highlight anybody or any cheating? Like, you're on the verge of starting the new ITC season. Why aren't you hyping that up? Where are my ITC codes for this season? I feel like there are better things that you could have spent that podcast time on than that. It was, and that was, I think, the thing that offended me the most is like, this is a clear grab for, for, like, for views. That's all you're doing. You're doing this to make people mad so that way people go listen when you could have done a whole lot better. And so, yeah, that's the thing that probably annoyed me the most about all of it. Yeah, I don't know. But they, I think, and then like the, the, the hype video got shared. What was funny is the hype video came out like, Half a dozen people sent it to me instantly. You know, I, I think I think they knew the trigger. They were like, "Bam's gonna get pissed at this." And, and it it to check me. it out. Yeah, and then like to see the statement afterwards with the Patreon link down below. It's like, man, it's like that's that's like sending. You know, I don't know, man. Nah, well, I'm, and, I'm done. <laughs> and then they were pruning comments because, yeah, uh, like the night they made that post, I think Dilly, you tagged Salmons. <laughs> and then when I woke up the next morning, somebody was like, oh, Sam is going to be fired up because uh, other Dan, one of my other uh, local Dan tagged him on that. I was like, oh, no, Dilly tagged him last night. They just deleted that post. And so, like, they I mean, they were pruning comments. So it's like they weren't even willing to let people push back on the content, you know, which which makes it even worse in my book, in my book. Don't start, us, we can't have an opinion not letting us voice our opinion after we listen to it. Right. Uh, this is why we can't have nice things. 
So. Well, I mean, it is kind of ironic because, like, he changed the game. You know what I'm saying? He <laughs> turned into a six. <laughs> it changed the result of his dice. That's yeah, a... then that changed the game. And it was, like, more than just once, guys, just for winning out there. It was, it was a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're we're making a joke about it. it was not one die roll that was that was impacted at all, but yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Don't worry, man. guys. I can't see my dice. No big deal. That's what I'm gonna do. Give me some fucking Mister Magoo glasses and be like, you guys don't even find who fucking Mister Magoo is. But yeah, luckily I do. Yeah, yeah. I know who he is. Okay. Yeah, there you- <laughs> I know who he is. <laughs> all right. Well, guys, uh, that's probably going to be it for tonight. Let's, uh, if you if you have not yet, uh, get your ticket to Flying Monkey at www.flyingmonkeycon.com. And uh, there's some other events coming up. Uh, ben, what do you got coming up next? Uh, for events? Yeah. Uh, probably uh, Cherokee Open. Maybe. Cherokee Open, maybe. Maybe. Just just that, no balls. You won't do it. There's no <laughs> way. No way you'll do it. Dude, I, I hear that event. You hear banjos when you get off the plane. <laughs> yeah, deliverance just. <laughs> well, you, don't, don't you hear banjos uh, driving after you get off the plane? I think Adepticon is actually my next event. Yeah, I'll be in the yeah. Adepticon. So. I've got. I'm ho- I'm running the RTT this weekend and here in Omaha. Um, which shout out to the Rolling Sixes. Uh, they're they're trying to get out and get more competitive. Um, so they got several of them are coming out. Which it's a good bunch cool. of dudes. Good yep, bunch. It's, of dudes. Yeah, it's a real. I played one of yeah. them at LVO. They're a real good bunch of dudes. And then uh, Sammons will be there, obviously, along with most of our usual locals. And then my next, I've got Free State and then Adepticon next month. Yeah. So say real quick, Salty John put prune the comments. You know, like in the SpongeBob speak, where he's doing the little pose. <laughs> this is such a nice way to phrase that. So, uh, all right, you got a team event coming up, don't you, Dilly? You and you and Sass are up there. Or? Did you sign yeah. up, Dilly? Yet? Uh no, I'm still waiting to see if I get the day off. Yeah, it's so Battle Barn March 5th and 6th, I think, in uh, Raytown, Missouri. Should be pretty good. Just close, yeah. Raytown. It's like uh, twelve. We got twelve teams of three so far. So trying, he, he he says he's got room for. I don't know. He claims thirty. Thirty teams. Yeah. yeah so he posted a, a little. He posted a little like quick snapshot of what it looks like yeah. on the page. That's pretty good. It's yeah. a battle at the barn. Searching on Facebook. Yeah, and then uh, next month, I think most of us will be at Holton in Holton, Kansas, mm-hmm. uh, for their GT uh, yep. free free state gaming guys up there running that. I'm not sure if there's still tickets, but last year it was a pretty good tournament. Yeah, they set the cap at 100. I'm pretty they, sure okay. they got tickets. I got to play both Scott and Sean last year and had a good time. So I'm looking and for two other guys, right? <laughs> yeah. But uh, hey, speaking of which, I've got a fucking Patreon. Go to Flying Monkeys Wargaming on Patreon. Um, if you want to support somebody not doing a boohoo te- te- <laughs> cheater tour, and uh, <laughs> also go support Ben over at Advanced Warfare. Uh, Ben's helped my game play quite a bit, and uh, he can help yours as well. What's uh, how do they get a hold of you, Ben? Well, we got a free portion now that I launch pretty much every Friday, yeah. but you can check it out at uh, patreon.com/slash aw40k if you're interested in that. And we do lots of focuses and all that stuff, but uh, you know, just help you with your game if you need it. You yeah. know, don't also, I want to give a plug because it's farther out in the future, but Bug Eater, we have uh. We have less than 40 tickets left, so we're already well into major status. So I know it's June, so people aren't thinking about it much yet, but 
we are selling tickets much faster this year than usual. So if yeah. you're planning on going, haven't gotten your ticket yet, you better grab it because Bug Eater one... is, the, is the best GT to take a nap at. <laughs> yeah, we have the video to prove it. That's right. That's right. Bam approved naps. Yep. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, even, uh, wait, wait. Even further down the road, we have a uh, Show Me Showdown July. Night. Show Me Showdown July. That's there's a, tickets available for that as well. And we're GT status, so well, not I've that that's a thing anymore. Can't wait. Speaking of events with the TO with testicular fortitude, Nate Martin. So, um, all right, guys, we're gonna probably try and go live again. It seems like our technology worked tonight. We had comments, we had interaction, and uh, it turned out pretty well. So we'll probably be back next Tuesday about the same bat time, same bat channel. And uh, remember, if Wargaming was easy, it would be to Madre. Oh, damn. Salty John right at the end. What's the next Tesla talk with Tim? At Free State. Because Bam will be there and I'll be there. (laughs) We have to do Tesla talks between rounds. We'll do do Tesla talks at Free State. Yeah. All right, fellas. I shall see you later. Thanks for coming on tonight. Yeah, it was fun. All right. Peace. Peace. Game over, man. It's game over.